This is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. I'm continuing on reading the insights I found while seeking to understand what the scriptures say the true church of God should look like. And all of this information comes from my free ebook titled The True Church of God, and it can be downloaded freely at the freegiftfromgod.com website. Today I'm going to look at the first chapter in the book, which is about being the children of God and being individuals in Christ. In my opening comments in the section that I spoke about last week, talking about the purpose of this book, I stated that God works with people in two different and two distinct ways. He works with people as individuals, and he works with people through churches. The primary focus of this work is about churches, and we'll look at church structures, ministries, foundations, meeting formats, gifts of the Spirit, and correctly financing the church later. However, churches are made up of people, and so it seems appropriate to say just a few words about how God deals with people and his expectations of people and congregations in the church. The first thing I will say is that it is essential that people do come together and meet together in church. It's essential for both the individuals and the church. The writer of Hebrews instructs us this way, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That's in Hebrews 10, verses 23 to 25. These words give us a great insight into how we, as members of a congregation, are to come together. We must meet together and not fall into the habit of missing meetings. It is in the church setting that we as individuals get to hear and learn the words of Jesus Christ and the ways of God. It is in church that we come together to encourage one another to be strong in the faith and to stir one another up to good works. And it is when we come together that we practice God's love for one another by following the commandment of Jesus Christ when he said, in John 13 verses 34 to 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. It is in the practice and process of church that we as individuals learn to walk in harmony in God's love with our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We are learning to live together with one another so that we can become the family of God. And it's essential that we learn to live together in harmony now because when we enter into the eternal kingdom of God and Jesus Christ, we will have to live in harmony. We are learning to do that here and now and that does not come through being a Christian recluse or some kind of spiritual hermit. We can only learn and practice love of the brethren by being with our brethren in Christ and that means coming together as a church. To better show how this link between individuals and the church exists and works, consider the words of Paul to the Romans. And this is in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. For by the grace given to me, I bid everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith which God has assigned him. For as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, 
He who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We see in verse 3 of this scripture, it shows us how we are to think of ourselves and others. We must put away the pride that leads people to think that they are something special when they are not. No one is better or any worse than anyone else. And that is why we all must think with sober judgment. Then in verses 4 to 8, we see how we as individuals are to harmonise and work together for and with one another. This is how the church is to work, where the gifts, abilities and strengths of one member of the church will balance out the weaknesses and whatever else is lacking in the rest of the brethren. It's all about each member of the church working together to build up the whole church and not seek their own gain. Today, I'm aware that there are many loners in Christ. According to a Barna Group survey, they expect approximately 50 million Christians in the USA and that's 15.2% of their population, will get all of their spiritual experience through the internet rather than through meeting with a church. This is indicative of the numbers of people in the USA who are going it alone as Christians. And the trends are probably similar elsewhere in the Western world. There are people who have left the church because of disagreements with church teachings, disagreements with church leaders and members of the congregation, or they have been hurt in some way by the church. And this is an absolute travesty. The church is meant to be a place of refuge and protection for the members of the body of Jesus Christ. Some of these people have fallen away totally, whilst others are attempting to stand alone. If you are one such person, then I exhort and I encourage you to seek the Lord and find the right church to meet your needs. Find a church where you can apply your gifts and abilities in the service of the Lord to the church. It's important for your own personal salvation that you do find a church for protection, for teaching and the ministry of the Lord in your life and this will become clearer as I get deeper into this podcast. All I recommend to anyone as an individual is that they seek a church that is structured correctly. If that place can be found, then you stand a better chance of finding a place of refuge and peace because Christ will be at work in that church. But if you can't find a church and have the desire to establish your own, then be sure to set it up with the correct guidelines that you'll find in the Bible and which I will cover in this book and this podcast. Why are individuals hurt by the church and why do people feel they need to leave or escape a confining and binding congregation? Fundamentally, It's because the church has been diverted from the right path and are not following the ways that God established. As a consequence, people are hurt, burned out, suffering and more. Worst of all, the church loses its life and is dead or dying. The Lord expects this to happen. He warned the seven churches of Asia in the first few chapters of Revelation about these things. Of the seven churches, five had faults and issues that needed to be rectified lest they be cast out and away from the Lord. But note that at the individual level, even though those churches had problems, there were people who still held fast to the ways of God. There were still individuals in those churches who were seeking Christ and had not fallen into the snares, traps, evil and darkness that plagued the rest of the church. I would specifically draw your attention to the message of Christ to the church in Sardis in Revelation 3 verses 1 to 3. 
And to the angel of church in Sardis write, The words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the name of being alive and you are dead. Awake and strengthen what remains and is on the point of death. For I have not found your works perfect in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep that and repent. If you will not awake, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come upon you. Now by all physical appearances, this church seemed to be alive, but in God's eyes it was dead. People in the world would have looked at this church and said great things about it. They would have said it was a church doing the works of God, a church that was going places. But God said, no, you are dead. Why was it dead? Because God had not found the works of the church perfect in his sight. This church was not functioning correctly for this to have happened. It was faulty in the way it was established and structured, and God was exhorting that church to go back to what they first heard. They needed to re-establish the foundational teachings of Christianity, to cut out the cancer in the church that was killing it, and to awaken to the truth of Jesus Christ. The Lord instructed them to repent, which shows us that the church was beset with sin and sinful ways, and once again shows that they were not structured correctly. But this message was not just to the ancient church in Sardis. All of the messages to the seven churches in Asia, written in the first few chapters of Revelation, reflect types of churches. The type of church that was reflected by the words to Sardis still exists in the church today. There are churches in existence today that have the name of being alive and you are dead, as the scripture said. This is what I'm seeking to address in this book and in this podcast. I hope to show Christians the correct structure and operation of the church so that we do not fall under the same condemnation that the church in Sardis suffered. So let's now begin to look at the church and what better way than to ask the question, what is the church? And I'm going to finish this podcast right there because that's all I have for this week. And I hope you found it interesting, but we're going to have a look at that question next week. What is a church? I hope you join me again next week as I continue looking at these aspects of the true church of God. All of the information I'm covering here, as I've said earlier, is contained in a free ebook titled The True Church of God that can be downloaded from the freegiftfromgod.com website. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off, hoping you have a blessed week ahead. And next week, we'll look at what is a church, and I'm going to go into Chapter 2 that talks about where two or more are gathered together. I hope to see you then. God bless.